Chapter Thirteen of Souls for Sale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Souls for Sale by Rupert Hughes. Chapter Thirteen. That was a chapter in Mem's life. Holby had guessed right. Robina had looked for him, not found him, and had set the whole train in an uproar. She bore down on the helpless conductor and while he protested against the sacrilege of stopping and reversing the limited when it was already late she pulled the rope herself she knew the signals having played in a railroad serial and she soon had the train backing at full speed she had half suspected that tom holby had a companion in the desert and when she looked out and saw him with the pretty chit whose magazine he had picked up she was tempted to give the signal to go ahead again she preferred to give poor Holby her opinion of him. Mem crept back to her place, shivering with her first experience of stardom and its conspicuousness. Viva made a great ado over her and had to hear all about it. She sighed over the tameness of the incident as Mem described it. But then, that was what was to be expected, dearie. Us movie people get so much excitement on the scene that we're all wore out when anything happens with no director around to tell us what to do. Mem escaped and took up in haste her daily bulletin for home consumption. Mr. Woodville grew more vivid in her letter and his resemblance to Tom Holby was amazing. She even put in a little bit of her adventure and told how Mr. Woodville, with marvelous heroism, saved her from a rattlesnake that charged at her with fangs bristling and rattles in full play she confessed that she had never met such a man and that she really owed her life to him she thought that this would lead up excellently to the proposal he was to make in the next day or two she gave this letter to the porter who dropped it off at the next stop the train made up so much of its lost time that it was only two hours late when it drew into tucson Mem was bewildered when she found that Tom Holby was getting off there, too. And so was Rubina. But they were only stretching their legs. Holby paused to say good-bye to Mem, just as she was tipping her porter a quarter for two days' inattention. She did not see the porter's face. It was hardly as black as Robina's, when she was compelled to wait while Tom made his adieu. He left Mem in a whirl but her faculties went round in the mad panic of a pinwheel when a strange, somber person spoke to her in a parsony voice. "'Miss Steddon?' "'Yes?' "'I am Dr. Galbraith, pastor of the first church here. Your father telegraphed me to meet you at the train and look after you.' "'Do you know, Papa?' "'No. But he found my name in the yearbook, and I shall be only too glad to serve a brother in the Lord.' I have found a nice boarding-house for you, and my wife and I will look after you as best we can. Mem was struck violently with the thought, but what becomes of Mr. Woodville now? She followed Dr. Galbraith, as if she were the prisoner of his untimely kindliness, as indeed she was. End of chapter 13 Recording by Deanna Beauvais